What's up, Hustle Class? It's your boy Jermaine. I'm back at it again with another one. Um, it's good to, you know, it's good to be back. I know I said I was gonna drop an episode on, you know, twice this week. Um, and I still will. It's just I kind of had to scrunch it up because of some unfortunate circumstances. Um, so I'll drop uh, uh this episode right today's Friday. I'm gonna drop this today, and then I'm gonna drop another episode tomorrow on Saturday. So y'all can get y'all three a week, like I said. Um, once again, Guitar Center played me. So basically, um, I said, you know, I was going to record. I was going to get a new um, new microphone cord. I bought a new microphone cord and it wasn't working. And then I went back and got another one and that wasn't working. So Guitar Center is really just playing me right now. But I'm going to change the brand and just get um, the OG. It's going to cost me a little bit, but... I'm going to just go and get the OG so I don't have to deal with this anymore because, you know, time is money. And the more time I spend dealing with Guitar Center, the less time I spend on the other things that, you know, I want to put my time towards for real. Um, So, yeah, um, Guitar Center screwed me over a couple times. And so this is going to come a little late, but it's all good. So kind of like what I was talking about last time was today I wanted to get into why poker is something that is so good for you to kind of get yourself involved in as an investor as somebody who you know plays the game of the markets and you know stuff like that um it's it's very beneficial um so i just wanted to you know kind of touch up on that um you know that still i haven't really been um in the stock game the way i would like i've kind of just been like creeping and like monitoring um, you know, different different things that are going on in the market, but I haven't necessarily put my own money up. Um, the cool thing about it is every week I, I add money to my buying power, like my portfolio to be able to make plays with. So, you know, I'm going to get into some new some more money on Monday and having my money from this week and my money from this upcoming Monday, I'll be able to wager more. Um, to make more right because you you can only make as much as you put in so if I put in a certain amount it's gonna re- it's gonna reflect on what I make and if I don't put in a certain amount that's also gonna reflect on what I make right um cool so yeah let's get right into it so we'll talk um about how poker um can relate to stocks so I mean as you know poker is you know popular you know Vegas or just any casino really and even like with you know friends you know you have your table you have your cards. I might not get too much into the nitty gritty of how the game works, but basically in poker, your goal is to get certain um, pairs. It's like a game of patterns. So you want a certain hand and the hand you have, you want to have certain pairs. Um, when you are dished out two cards and your other opponents are dished out two cards a piece, five cards are laid out in front of you on the table by the dealer. And then every card that uh, he flips over, you can kind of make a pair with the cards you have in your hand with the cards that are on the table. Whoever has the best pair wins. What happens is each go around, a player can add more money to the pot. So you'll bet like, oh, I have I probably have the best hand or the best pair in my hand. Right. So you'll bet, say, ten dollars. The next person will say, hmm, I think this person might be bluffing, but I'll just put in ten dollars, too. Or they'll up it up. They'll say, you know what? I'll wager 20. So now everybody at the table has to raise their bet to 20, including the other person who just started with 10. 
Now, anybody who doesn't want to participate in the bets or anything that's going on for that round of play or for that hand that was dealt, they have the opportunity to say, I want to fold. When you fold, you basically forfeit your opportunity to continue for that round. Um, so you don't have to wager any more than you already have for that particular round. Or you don't have to wager at all if you haven't for that round. Um, and, you know, as you as you probably know, some poker players start out small, like you start out with a thousand dollars. Um, next thing you know, you win a poker game. Now you have a couple G's. Now you go to a bigger game. Now you turn your couple G's into a couple couple G's, right? And then it, it just goes on. And I mean, poker has made millionaires. You know what I'm saying? But um, that's kind of you know, it, it's considered a game of gambling. But I mean, anybody would tell you that um, with poker, it's skill. It's it's knowing. It's kind of having your own structure on how you're going to go about the game and sticking to your strategy and understanding, you know, when you're in over your head and understanding when you got to go harder and you can wager more. So, um, you know, with that being said, that's just a little bit about how poker works. I can't get too much into it because it's 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 to understand poker is probably going to take a lot more than just my quick explanation. Right. Um, so. Um, let's just get into how poker helps with stocks, right? So kind of like what I was saying with <clears throat> knowing when you're in over your head, um, poker can help you be very well acquainted with risk. Um, so as you know, in stocks, kind of like I was saying earlier, the, I, I can only make what I put in. So if a play goes up by 100%, like stocks work in percentages, if something goes up by 100% and I have $100 in it, <clears throat> I'm going to make $200, right? If something goes up by 100% and I put $50 in, I'll make um, $100. If something goes up by 100% and I only put in $5, I'm only going to make $10. So that kind of gives you an idea of the fact that you can only make what you put in. Now, if my whole portfolio only has $500 in it, do I want to bet all of that $500 on one play? I may not want to. But another person, that might be their strategy, um, you know, risk it all. And so you have to be kind of acquainted with your risk level in stocks, right? Uh, uh, how much am I willing to wager on this play? How much am I willing to bet? It's not a matter of like, I guess, will I win or lose? But is this what I'm willing to win or lose? You know what I'm saying? When you kind of go to, you know, um, and so... When you kind of do um, gambling in, in Vegas or any casino, a lot of people will tell you um, when, whatever money you take out to gamble with, consider it already lost, right? That's the difference between stocks because stocks, right, we have something called stop losses where if you pay attention to your stock or you set, um, you set it up in your system, you can say, hey, if the stock reduces to this amount, I'm going to pull my money out, right? But, uh, and, but that's not, you can't just say, oh, I'm going to pull my money out when you're playing poker, what you do rather is say, you know what, I'm not going to bet any further. So in poker, you're like, you know, you're betting per hand. So you can tell yourself, hey, I'm not betting any further. And in the stock market, you'll say, hey, let me set up this stop loss. And the parallel between the two of them is off rip. You know your risk level. So in Vegas, I don't want to spend more than $500. In the stock market, let's say I don't want to spend more than $500. So you make sure that you kind of set that boundary when you're going in, so you're already associated with, okay, this is how much I'm willing to risk. And on every hand you get, you can you can also tell how much you're going to risk, right? So the first thing that um, poker would kind of help you with in stocks is, you know, playing poker will let you become very, you know, acquainted with risk. Like, okay, I don't really know what's going on right now. 
the bet is $50. I don't want to bet $50 on this because I'm not really sure about myself. So I'm going to just hold. I'm going to just fold, right? Or, you know, oh, the bet was $10. I have $500 in the pot. I'm very, I'm pretty confident in this mood. I mean, in this move. So $10 isn't going to hurt me. That's $10 out of, you know, 500 is like, what, 10%, maybe less. It's like about 10%, right? Um, or something around that area. Oh, snap. It's probably like 2% actually. Um, $10 out of 500. So just to give you some perspective, it's kind of like, I mean, it, it it's not really going to be a high risky play. So, you know, you know that, oh, maybe my reward outweighs my risk. So that is a, is a bet you would make in poker. You would say, oh, well, I've been, I've been reading this guy. And he's been gambling a lot on a lot of things, so I can tell that, you know, he's probably bluffing. So I'll I can risk more because I'm not really betting that much, and I'm sure that my reward will be higher than what I'm risking, right? And one of the most critical things to understand is the way the the way that poker mimics the stock market is kind of like so in poker, right? When you're playing, you have different players, right? And each of these players is coming with their own strategies, their own personalities, and, you know, their own history of play and how they operate. In the stock market, you have all these different companies, like kind of like I was saying before, there are certain patterns, there are certain strategies, there are certain ways of operation based on history that things operate. So that's kind of like the parallel. So granted, in poker, you're playing against people and the stock market, you're kind of just going with the flow of the market. There is a certain sense of patterns or repetition or, um, you know, research, skill level, um, understanding your opponent, right? In poker, you would understand your opponent. In stocks, you would understand the company, right? In poker, you would kind of look at the, the, the patterns of how the opponent operates. In the stock market, you would look at, oh, well, this does this and that when this and that happens or whenever there's an earnings report, this goes down or up by a certain percentage frequently. Like you just understand those patterns and then, you know, you could kind of be better informed to make decisions. So poker would help greatly um, with, you know, investing. Um, you know, another thing that I would talk about in terms of um, how poker kind of helps with the stock stuff is, you know, you can under you can understand why your decision process um, worked or didn't work. Now, um, usually that happens when you take an L. So, for example, right, in poker, you might say, you might get ahead of yourself and say, ooh, I like, I have a great hand, right? The cards I've been dealt are amazing. So I'm straight. I'm just going to keep betting and betting and gambling. Like, I'm, I'm good for this round. So you're just going to go hard. Then you lay all the cards out and you find out that another person had better cards than you, right? But how, how do you, how, how does that happen? You have to know, you know, you have to know, what the odds are of you not winning like okay i have a great hand but there are still cards that can beat me so sometimes you have to analyze okay the cards that are being dealt what could my what cards could my opponent have right and when you miss that step sometimes it's when you have to learn the hard way and understand why your decision process worked or didn't work so all that analysis and time you take on that table trying to understand why why you should have bet less why you should have bet more, what this guy's bluffing style is, what his bluffing style isn't, as you're playing poker, you're kind of gaining an understanding of your opponent to the point where you can say, oh, 
every time he is about every time he has it he scratches his nose or he has a slight grin on the side of his mouth or he plays with his beard or you know she she plays with uh she she touches her earring like you can just kind of pick up on cues of your opponent just by consistently like playing and t- like deducting and taking notes as you're playing of your opponent that parallels to the stock market right as like as you keep investing or trading with one company you kind of understand okay this usually is able to gap up or down um, overnight, depending on how the day went, or this news, any news that's about this company, like let's say Apple, if it's about their iPhones, the stock is going up. If it's about their MacBooks, the stock is going down. Not saying that that's how it actually happens, but just by understanding, you know, when I invest based on this, my result is this, that's good or bad, you're not going to make that same mistake twice. Same in poker. If I know that every time he scratches his nose, Right. And, and nothing is guaranteed. Right. Nothing is always 100 percent. But if I can say, yo, every n- nine times out of 12 or let me make it better, let's say three times out of four. You know, every time iPhone news drops, good or bad, Apple's iPhone stocks go iPhone, Apple stocks go up. Right. And every time they have a MacBook issue, their stocks go down. Sure, that's not going to be 100 percent of the time how it's going to work. But what do we know? If something ha- consistently happens, snap. If I invest in Apple four times when that news happens, I'm going to win three out of those times. Sure, there might be one time where I don't win, but it's it, stocks is a game of statistics and probability. So it's about the likelihood. So if it's likely, go with it. And that's knowledge you get from playing and being in the market consistently, right, F- with certain companies. The same way if you're playing um, poker and there's an opponent who keeps winning, and every time they, they're winning or you notice that, oh, as you're reading that opponent – the last two hands they won, they did something, and the other two times they folded, they did something, you can kind of say, you know what, next time they do this, they're probably going to blah, blah, blah. And next time they do this, they're probably going to fold. And so kind of like understanding how things work by just being consistent and diligent and and trying to kind of focus on what's really going on can help make you better equipped for your decision making because you'll know what works, what doesn't work, what leads to profits, what leads to losses, right? Another thing you have to realize between poker and um, poker and stocks is, um, you know, betting without a strategy is gambling. You know, people like to think poker is gambling. It doesn't have to be, and it isn't. Um, I, I get, and I'll give you guys the the app uh, at the end of this, but I have a poker game I played on my phone um, before I got into stocks, actually. And it's just like, you know, you use fake money. You just like, you know, understand how the game is played, basically. And, you know, I had to tell myself, look, if I get this and this card in my hand, I'm folding immediately, right? It's not about, well, there's still a way I could win. Well, all the cards haven't been flipped up yet. But it's the fact that you have to have your own strategy and stick by it. If I get these two cards, I am folding, right? Uh, no matter what. Or if I get this and this, I am staying. If he flips the second or third card and it's not this or that for this card, I'm folding. Like Once you have those rules in place, you minimize your losses. Sure, you're not going to make those crazy gains like those wildcard plays. Those like the, the odds were never in your favor until the last card was pulled. You won't win those, but... You know what I'm saying? You'll win. Chances are you'll win more times than you'll lose. And that's the goal. Consistent gains, right? So paralleling that from poker to the stock market, setting stop losses, right? 
when you have a strategy like a stop loss, and that's not the only strategy you can have. You can say, oh, if Twitter doesn't jump by this pro- by this amount by this time, I'm not getting into it. Or if it drops to a certain part price, I'm not getting into it, right? So it's kind of like you can parallel that sort of like strategic approach to the stock market. Like strategy is going to help you win more times than you lose. Sure, you're not going to have... I, I I bet it on Kodak randomly because I thought about Polaroids and so I just bet it on it randomly and you know it went up a thousand percent in a day. Look at me, I'm a millionaire now. Like sure you're not gonna have those moments, but you're gonna have the moments where you're so consistent. Now you're making your rent every month on stocks. You're so consistent. Now you're making you know what I'm saying your your gas money on stocks every week. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's about that consistency of wins that we're looking for. And with strategy, you're not gambling. You're literally deliberate and you have done your research and you have your knowledge and that's what you're pulling from, right? If something is unpredictable, I mean, by all means, let it be unpredictable, but you can control the outcome yourself highly. You can control a lot of the outcome if you just have a strategy that you're using and you're executing regularly, right? Another thing that happens in um in poker um and people kind of don't parallel to stocks right let me say this so in the stock market you know usually when people take a hard l it eats away at them and they say you know i'm not investing anymore forgetting the fact that every day in the stock market a millionaire is made every day something goes up every day something goes down you can make money both ways it's all about being consistent and keep keep on doing your research and keeping the effort going like one loss shouldn't deter you. One loss shouldn't result in, okay, I'm not doing this anymore. You should use it as, like we were saying earlier, a learning opportunity for you to make better decisions, right? Let's parallel. So that's in stocks, right? Let's go to poker. In poker, right? Once the hand is done and the next hand, like when the next hand comes, you you, you already know it's like a fresh start already. You know what I'm saying? Like when you're playing Uno, right, and the game is done, you know that when they take the cards and shuffle them and redish them out. It's a whole new game. A whole nother person is about to win. You don't say because I lost the hand of Uno, this game is messed up and it's rigged. I'm not playing it no more, right? You know that when the cards are shuffled, the next turn, the next time all the cards are handed out, you might get two draw fours and and, and a skip or two or some draw twos in there. Now, not, now, and the other person might not have any of that. And they might have some weird colors that never show up in the middle of the pile. So it's kind of like you understand in these card games that once a new hand is dealt, it's kind of like new opportunity for you to kind of win. But for some reason, when it comes to the stock market, once people lose, they throw away the whole stock market. Sometimes even throw away a whole company. You know, even throwing away a whole company is, isn't bad, right? Because if I've if I've worked on this company for two or three goes and I'm never consistent. Maybe I need to find another company, which isn't bad because the stock market is full of so many companies, hundreds of companies, right? So there's room for you to make money elsewhere if something isn't working out, right? But to say, oh, I took this L, so I'm not doing it anymore. That's not how you treat card games. So treat it like poker. Every time you take an L, you know what I'm saying? Like we said, it's it helps your decision process. Don't say that you're leaving the stock market, but understand that the next time you enter, it's kind of like new cards were just dealt. The market's different. The vibe is different, right? Try to find a different company to execute in, right? So that's that parallel there. And, um, you know, kind of tying into that, right, bouncing back from losses, we like to say that in poker and in the stocks, you should have, like, zero memory. 
when I say zero memory, that just means don't let your losses affect your judgment of how you're going to play that game. Like, still play it. Like, stick to your strategy. Stick to what you know. Stick to everything you've done. Add to your knowledge base of what you could tweak. But don't let it affect you to the point where you're like, okay, I remember I remember this L, so this. I remember this L, so this. I remember this L, so this. Like, literally, tweak and adjust your strategy. Tweak and adjust your strategy until it's so fine-tuned that the losses just stop really happening. Like, your stop losses are set at a number where you know if it hits this number, I'm pulling out. Right. One time I had a situation where I, I was learning how to do stop losses. One time I set a stop loss at for Amazon. I set a, I set a stop loss at like 15 percent. If it was negative 15, I was out of it. Once it negative 15, I was out of it. Then Amazon boomed. And I was like, dang, maybe if I held it to negative 20, I would have been straight. So I increased it to, OK, I hold something till negative 35. Right. Or negative 50. One time I was in a play, it hit negative 50. I I hit negative like 40 something I stayed with it it went below 50 I stayed with it and it tanked so I was like okay so 50 is too low so now I'm like okay I need to find a stop loss within the region of 15 percent negative 15 percent and negative 50 percent granted there's other factors that are coming to play that are going to come into play on whether I stay in that move or not I knew that I was tweaking my stop losses just to kind of understand how that would work right so that's a learning lesson and I did that, and I added it to my arsenal, right, to my strategy, my stock strategy. The same way when I was playing poker, and I realized that when I got two, when I got two different cards that were low numbers and different suits, I really couldn't do anything with that hand. I would have to bluff my way to hopefully get something, but I could never really do anything with that hand in terms of like have a winning hand, right? I couldn't get, um, I couldn't get a, a pair. Um, of I couldn't get a, like any pairs or anything like that. Or I couldn't you know get any um, flushes or anything like that. So I was like, okay, I need to change my strategy. I need to modify. Or when I get these cards, I fold. Or when I do this, I that. So you know, not using that as a, oh this game uh, it cheats me every time. I'm just gonna let it go. But like just tweaking my strategy. You feel me? So that's another good one. Um, let me tell you guys this. You know, people tend to make very different decisions after their gains and after their losses but that's like fatal you know what i'm saying like stick to the strategy poker is a game of strategy as you play apply the same way to stocks stocks is a game of strategy right so that's what you kind of have to do you know people tend to you know get more stubborn after taking big losses but why would you get stubborn when you're creating, when you're, when you're just fine-tuning your strategy. Think of every tune as just fine-tuning. That's what you're trying to do. You feel me? That's what you're trying to do. It's very critical. You know, you have to determine certain things and tweak stuff as you go along. But we can be honest, right? Sometimes, literally, random things happen. You know, sometimes... You know, you're going with your strategy. You have great cards. The hand that can beat you, the likelihood of that person having that hand in poker is so high. It's like 5% chance that that person has that hand. And they actually end up having it, right? And it's like, well, dang. Okay. That was random. And sometimes random things happen. Sometimes, like Kodak. Nobody would have expected a, like Kodak to go up as much as it did. Kodak went up this week, right? Kodak went up by like 500% in a day. People were like, oh my gosh, wow, it's going to tank tomorrow. The next day, it went up another 500%. What? People were so confused. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes things just happen that way. It's random. And then the day after that, it tanked, right? But the fact that it did that run and then it ran again, 
Now people think it's like, oh, that's possible. But sometimes random things do happen in the market. And you got to understand what's random and what's not. And once you understand what's random and what's not, you can kind of decipher between, okay, this is something I need to tweak in my strategy and I don't need to tweak my strategy. This kind of just happened and it was fluke. You know, sometimes that happens. Um, Yeah, so that's that. And I feel like the very last point um, in terms of poker and um, stocks, I guess in terms of like what I see like being the similarities, differences, etc., is that patience is key, right? One thing that I was listening to in um in a poker player's interview was, um, the fact that what what helps him beat what 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 will help you beat a lot of people in poker in this generation, and what will help you even beat the market and like a lot of stock things is, you know, in the information age where things happen at, at a rapid pace, right? Our appetite for information has also become rapid, like somebody who's my age with you know the attention span of like a fly right might not be willing to sit down and play a 10-hour poker game right that sounds ridiculous right 10 hours a 10-hour poker game with somebody but somebody who's cut from an older generation might be able to right but by playing poker right as you play poker as you progress as you take wins and set your strategies and you become more fond of the game you kind of are more comfortable and putting more time into the game and then you can stay in it longer right so it's a game of patience you know, wait, like you can fold all day, wait for the right hand to come to you. You can, you can fold all day, wait for them to have a bad hand that they try to force because they want to get out of the game, right? That that can happen. Let's say, for example, you're playing poker. You, you, you keep getting hands you don't like and you keep folding. The other player is getting frustrated because they want to, they don't want to stay in this game forever, but you're in it to win it, right? You're not going to rush you in it to win it. So one time you get a, a mediocre hand, but you can work with it. And because that person is is trying to rush out of this, they're gonna kind of they, they're gonna kind of force a hand. And when they force their hand, and your hand is mediocre, it can still beat theirs. You just won, and they and you could probably like tell when they're bluffing and wager more and make them really pay, right? The same way sometimes in the market, right? So like what I was just saying was, you know, you can kind of force the hand of somebody, right? You can't really force the hand of the stock market, right? That's that's not like a real phenomenon, right? How do I force the market to do something by just being patient? But no, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if you're patient with the stock market, opportunity will fall in your lap. I'm learning strategies. I'm researching companies. I'm investing little by little. I'm taking my time. I'm not throwing everything into options. I'm investing in my long term as well. Every time I get an income and I drop money in my account, I put some to my long term and I play with these options. And as you tweak and as you tweak your strategy, right, one day you're going to come and a stock is going to match everything that is on your checklist. You're going to get into the stock. Your strategy is going to go better than you expected. and You will cash out heavy all because you were patient with it. And sometimes that patience you might not have just getting straight into stocks. You might have to build that patience playing poker on your phone. Kind of say, okay, not a good hand. Okay, not a good hand. Not a good hand. Not a good hand. Right? Because in stocks, a lot of times people try to force a play. It's not a good hand, but I'll, I, I'll see. It's not a good one, but I'll bet. And then you end up losing all your money in a stock because you didn't do, you, you didn't really have all your cards stacked up the way they should have been, and you tried to force a play. But when you do poker and you learn that patience, you'll let the play come to you because you'll understand when you try to force a play, sometimes the market is is doing its own thing. It's not worried about what you what you're doing. 
And if you don't have a strategy in place, you can't beat the market, right? So that's something that's very important. Patience is key. And so I would implore everybody to get poker on their phone. Let me give you guys the app. So the poker app that I use, if you go to, I mean, for those who have iPhones, um, you can go to, on iPhone and look up offline poker in your app store. Offline poker, Texas Hold'em. Right. Once you get that app, um, it has different levels, you know, of poker. I usually, I started out at uh, the grandma's level, which is just like 100. But as you kind of play the poker games and you win, you can get more money to elevate to different levels, right? So um, I've elevated up like I think two or three levels before. But, you know, once I get to those higher levels, I started losing my strategy. You get a little bit of money and now you start acting reckless. You feel me? So something about holding it down and not letting your wins get the best of you. You know, sometimes you win a lot and you feel like, okay, I can really go all out now. No, if you're winning, you're winning for a reason. You're winning because of your strategy. So maintain it, hold it down, keep it going, you know, keep that momentum. Because then that's the only way you can keep ascending. Because if you deviate from your strategy, you'll tell. You you could tell when you start failing and you'd be like, oh, I should have stayed with it. Oh, I should have stayed with it. You feel me? So I would employ everybody to get poker. Um, once you get poker, you'll learn how to be patient. You'll learn how to make better decisions. You learn how to not let your losses, you know, harbor on you too much. Have that zero memory. Once you have a loss and you get a new hand, it's a clean slate. You start afresh. Start act like nothing happened. But you know, because we're good decision makers, we'll tweak our strategy a little bit based on new information from the loss we took. Sometimes you might even get new information from a from a win you had. Any new information. Add it to your arsenal, tweak your strategy. Have your strategy in your notes on your phone or write it down or whatever. But have a strategy in place where this is how I operate involving stocks, involving X, Y, Z. Um, so, yeah, like I said, um, patience, um, not harboring on losses, um, better decision making, um, risk uh, acquaintance, understanding risk, right? And... Um, yeah, I think that's that's it. And figuring out what's random and what's not, you know, because sometimes, like I said, your 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 strategy could be great to a T. Your strategy all of a sudden works for you seventy percent of the time, and somewhere in that thirty, something happens that it just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't click. Like, oh, Apple's been doing well for a year, and all of a sudden, the CEO decides he wants to quit. Now, all of a sudden, the stock tanks. Your strategy is gonna be like, well, dang, my strategy ain't working. Well, of course, like he just. He, the the CEO quit out of nowhere Like he was doing well There was no signs of him about to quit Apple was doing perfectly fine So things like that happen sometimes Random things might pop up But if you have a general strategy And you know what you're doing Snap, the sky's the limit Um. So yeah, that's it for this episode Um. I'm going to have another one Um. I'm going to work on tonight or tomorrow And I'm going to drop on Saturday So I'm glad you all are tuned in I'm glad for all the feedback that I get um, I know sometimes I can get scatterbrained with the stuff in terms of how I articulate myself, but, you know, sometimes when you have a combination of lots of information and passion, it can kind of come out like, you know, a dump truck, but just know that, you know, I'm going to try to hold it down. I'm going to try to still be pretty articulate and, uh, you know, erudite in my speech. So, yeah, I think that's that. And so I'll talk to you all later. Any questions, email hustleclass at gmail.com or just, you know, contact me personally if you know me on a personal uh, level.
But yeah. All right. 